the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. <laughs> I was waiting for my cue, but I didn't know that that was my cue. We're having some technical difficulties here at the station. I'm used to having my open that talks about Andrea K dynamite and address. I didn't hear it playing. All right, y'all, we need to chill down because we're not the one that are the U.S. troops, the U.S. military about to be sent over to Ukraine, right? We've got, uh, we're rolling into the weekend here, but more importantly, it looks like we might have troops rolling into the Ukraine. I understand that uh, General Mike Flynn, Major General Mike Flynn, has been saying that this could possibly be needlessly World War Three. I don't know that that's uh, how it's going to turn out because you know what? The president of Ukraine, Zelensky, uh, was saying today that he needs the media and the U.S. to back off and stop hyping the threat that's going on over there and listen to him. Well, I'm no expert when it comes to the military or foreign policy, so I reached out to a friend of mine who is. It's Jesse Jane Duff, gunnery sergeant, Jesse Jane Duff. She was uh, the Trump 2020 campaign co-chair. She's a Newsmax contributor. Most importantly, she spent about 20 years in the Marines. And y'all know that that's my favorite branch, right? I'm the daughter to Marines, born at Lejeune. So I reached out to Jesse Jane Duff to be here because, uh, you know, tonight to explain from the military perspective, not just her political analysis, which is brilliant. And like I said, she's a Newsmax contributor. So you want to catch her there. Follow her on Twitter at Jesse Jane Duff. So she brings the, mil- the the political analysis to it, but also she knows what it's like to be one of those military right now that's possibly looking at being sent over to uh, face the enemy. And she joins me now. Hello, Jesse Jane Duff. Thank you for being here on the Andrea K Show. Hey, good evening, Andrea. It is so good to be here. And it is such a nerve wracking moment for all of the military that has been literally wondering what the heck just happened. Like this guy, it's we got to get out of Afghanistan, but then he shoves us into a, a zone that has no imminent threat upon the United States. Zero. An authorization to use military force has not been authorized by Congress. So what is this? What is this actually going to accomplish? And why would why would President Biden even float that out there? I mean, in his first week in office, he removed the sanctions on Russia for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. For many people, they may not understand what that means. Well, basically, it gives energy independence to Russia and puts dependence upon Russia for all of Europe for their fuel. That is why Germany won't even let us fly over or utilize them in any way when it comes to Russia now, because now all of Europe is on a bended knee to get their fuel in the middle of winter from Russia So we're sitting here going, wait a minute, did this guy just generate this war? Is this self-inflicted? Was this enabled? So as a, you know, just not even forget the fact that I'm a retired United States Marine. 
how do the parents feel tonight knowing that their sons and daughters could go out and do something that is pointless, that is worthless, that serves no use for the United States? We don't want to see Russia be a bully, but there are so many other ways that we could resolve this. And one of them would be diplomacy. It doesn't even seem like we've given that a shot. Well, exactly. In fact, you know, uh, Zelensky was saying the president of Ukraine today was was uh, dressing down the Western media as well as the the Biden administration, um, uh, you know, is saying to the effect of through translators. I don't know exactly what he was saying in Ukrainian or whatever, Russian or whatever it is they speak over there. But basically, he said, why are you guys hyping this? In fact, why and why would there why is there not other avenues I'm paraphrasing him through the translator, but why are not other avenues being being sought at this time? He's like, why is there there's talk of sanctions if Russia invades? Why isn't anybody doing that now? What's the point of of uh, in fact, I think. A bipartisan, the Foreign Relations Committee Chair Bob Menendez put out yesterday, I want to be crystal clear to those listening uh, to this in Moscow. A Russian invasion will trigger devastating economic sanctions. And Zelensky saying himself, Jesse Jane Duff, what's the point of that at that point? Do it now. There is no reason why we are sending U.S. military. And, of course, Biden right now is saying we're not sending him into Ukraine. But he did tell reporters today he was sending military troops because I've got listeners that are saying they're confused. He told reporters today he is sending troops to Eastern Europe and to NATO countries and according to Zelensky himself he's he's coming out against Biden and he's saying look I know what's going on over here this is premature if you're going to do anything do sanctions and you know there, there's and, and then at, at the same time you're coming out and boldly saying this is worthless it's needless well, I'm even hearing conservatives dressing down Tucker Carlson because he's been questioning for a while now why this is something that the United States should be doing. And he's being criticized even by conservatism in the media for saying, oh, you're sucking up to, to, to Russia. This is, you know, giving the left the talking points that conservatives are in bed with Russia. That's insane, isn't it? Well, if Tucker Carlson was saying we don't need to go into the Ukraine, I don't know that that is sucking up to Russia. It's saying you're putting America first. And I think any conservative that is spinning this as, oh, you're sucking up to Russia because we don't need to go into Ukraine is really missing who's going into the Ukraine. You know, you've got people out there that are neocons, neoconservatives. They seem to think that we should be the tip of the spear in policing the world. And it was Donald Trump that said, no, we should not be the tip of the spear policing the world. Yes, the rest of the the world looks to us for what a republic can look like, what a democracy, a true Republican democracy united should look like, the, what freedom should look like. But you cannot send sons and daughters over there to die in vain. You cannot. After Afghanistan pullout, I wouldn't trust this administration to lead a military operation that would ensure the safety at all costs for the American service members, knowing that 13 uh, young men and women died that day needlessly, let alone 20 some odd that suffered traumatic injury that may never, ever, ever live fulfilling lives with arms and legs and maybe potential traumatic brain injury. But when you look at all of this as a whole, after watching Afghanistan, I would dare to say these military leaders better start resigning if this is what, in fact, they decide to do. Because if you're standing on the shoulders of your enlisted, your enlisted men and women primarily die in combat, not to say that officers do not, but you know the greater number Mm -hmm. is with your E3s, your E4s, your sergeants, your staff non-commissioned officers are often there side by side with them. Yes, you'll have lieutenants and captains. It's the young, it's the youth, it's the young men and women that will never come home to be fathers, mothers, or 
continue to be the sons and daughters that they were born to be. And this is not what anybody should do. It's just like the police officers being blown down in New York mm-hmm. City. We expect our elected leaders to put in policies that ensure that our safety, because why else would we volunteer serve to serve, whether it be as a police officer or a military member, if we cannot trust the leaders that would put us in harm's way? And I just can't even understand, despite the dementia, despite the ramblings, despite the incoherency, that this man is being led to say anything of the sort of sending troops in harm's way when he just defended his pulling out of Afghanistan, that he ended that war, which in fact doesn't end the war. Your enemy is still going to fight and brutalize and degrade and, and cripple a nation as the Taliban is currently doing. But back to this, I don't get it. I don't get what's happening. I don't understand it. And any conservative that says we are enabling Russia by not defending Ukraine is doing a backflip back to the Liz Cheney days, doing a backflip back into, oh, my goodness, we can make more money with Raytheon and Halliburton and uh, Lockheed Martin. Because keep in mind, we have a secretary of defense that one had up to $1.5 million in unvested stock with Raytheon, Secretary Lloyd Austin, because he was on that, he was one of the top guys there. And when he got when he got vetted to become the Secretary of Defense, he still had not vested that stock, has he? No. Has, has anybody followed up on that? So when you've got leaders that have profited off of war for 20 years in Afghanistan, and now you've got people gung-ho to send us in without the sanctions, I'm just, I'm just handicapped here going. And the conservatives who want to flip this and say, oh, you're coddling Putin, what the heck are you talking about? What the heck are you talking about? Put the restrictions on Putin. Slap those restrictions down and put your sanctions back in place with that Nord Stream pipeline because that has emboldened Russia to make every, every European nation dependent upon them for their energy sources, including Germany, one of our top allies. Right. I, well, the, well, the thing is, is Tucker has been making, here's what's going on. Tucker has been making some some statements that the left is using to try to um, spread out and try to label all conservatives. They're trying to re- relitigate the Russian hoax stuff. And so conservatives, other conservatives in media, and the reason why that CNN and MSNBC and others are doing that is because I believe that this is a wag the dog. I believe that they know going into the into the midterms that Biden is completely tanked. His poll numbers are horrible. The, you know, the real border crisis is going on at the southern border as the CIA con- Contractors revealed that they've been they've been moving illegals with, you know, no safety precautions across the country, putting them on planes with arrest warrants as ID. This is, in my opinion, flat out wag the dog. And this is and this is a way to exploit uh, comments that Tucker has made to try to twist it and relitigate Russian hoax collusion to try to get the American people rallied behind this military movement in order to save the Biden administration. And conservatives need to not. Well, conservatives are feeding that. When they go, when they go, when they when they take the bait, and they decide that they're going to defend Tucker and make that be their story, we don't need to be defending Tucker, right? We need to be defending our military. Be, it won't work. Americans are war weary. Hey, I do got to cut. I got okay. Newsmax. That's go. I got to go on the air. And thank you so much, Andrea, for booking me. And we'll talk soon. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Um, I'm going to pick up. That was you could hear her Skype calling in the background. Um, we're gonna. Uh, I'm going to continue the, the conversation. If you are an American citizen, or if you are 
are a member of the U.S. military, if you have family in the U.S. military, I'd like you to and, and you support this Biden administration taking military, dedicating military, military troops anywhere. Please explain yourself to me. The same people that were responsible for what ha- for the created the intentional chaos in the way Afghanistan fell, which resulted in 13 U.S. military being killed in a terrorist attack that they knew was going to happen at the Kabul air base, which we should have never been been using Kabul as a way to evacuate. If you, the same people responsible for all of that, in which nobody was held accountable. And then they, in, in addition to the chaos that they created there, causing 13 military deaths, bringing in over 100,000 Afghanis here that weren't vetted, leaving behind $85 billion in equipment to be used by Iran, to be used by Russia. If you think that this same administration, this same Department of Defense, these same leaders here, are the right people to be sending any military troops into action? Please explain yourself to me, because I think you're absolutely insane. Insane. And shame on any conservatives that are taking the bait and making the story tonight all about, you know, uh, gee, oh, you know, we're not like Tucker. We're not pro-Russia. You're feeding this nonsense. Absolutely feeding this great threat. We have no business sending. And, and by the way, using a military that has been purged by anybody, but through the use of the shots, they've purged I, I, the Navy. I think the U.S. Army is the only branch at this point that hasn't that hasn't let go enlisted because they refuse to take the shot. These are very perilous times. I usually like to start out Friday um, on a little bit of a lighter note, um, but this is this is incredibly you know scary times for us. Um, and and uh, it, 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 right now. I'll wrap it with this. Right now, by the Biden administration, Biden is saying they don't plan to send troops into Ukraine, but I don't trust Joe Biden. Why would you trust Joe Biden? Somebody quipped on my Facebook page today. I don't know if it's that much of a joke that the answer to the question why is that, you know, Burisma is that, you know, um, got to defend the Burisma holdings over there. I don't know what I don't know what's going on with Burisma over there. I don't think that has anything to do with it. This is about protecting the Biden administration. This is about changing the conversation away from everything that's going on with the southern border, what's going on with with COVID, what's going on with the economy. There's economists coming out to, to, and, and with incredibly dire, incredibly dire predictions as to what's going to happen with a spiraling of wages and a spiraling of um, our entire economy into a very serious recession as these as the Biden inflation continues, as we have lost all of our energy independence while we've paved the way for Putin to grow his his energy. And somebody said a uh, final final thought. Somebody said the other day that they didn't really think Russian uh, Putin was going to invade because um, what, what he could get out of this is just by the threat of it is running up a, of, uh, a, a barrel of oil up to one hundred dollars. So, you know, that's that's likely to be his incentive there. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. We're going to bring in my buddy Bob Walters because Fridays is usually Bob's day. And later on, we've got our Hero of the Week and our Stink of the Week. Hopefully, we'll come back. We've had some major technical difficulties here at the station today. Um, But if you do lose us tonight, we will record the show. It'll be up on our podcast, which you can listen to at Spreaker. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. 
Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. <laughs> I just love this story so much. Before we bring in Bob Walters here, because I, I got to have a giggle before Bob tells me everything that's been going on with the schools this week. Okay, um, do y'all remember when Bette Midler uh, said that West Virginians were, quote, poor, illiterate, yeah, and I strung out? That. Okay, so today, Governor Jim Justice, he um, has a message today. Uh, he was given his State of the State address. Uh, uh, this was last night. So he ends it by saying, baby dog tells Bette Mittler and all those out there, kiss her hiney. So then he, held, he holds up his dog. <laughs> He's got this big old bulldog, uh, baby dog, as he calls her, and he holds up her hiney for Bette Mittler to kiss. So um, he says, absolutely too many people doubted us. They never believed in West Virginia. They told us every bad joke in the world about us. So hat tip to him in West Virginia and his baby dog, his baby dog, baby dog. All right. Joining me now is my buddy, the aforementioned Bob Walters, here with his weekly education contribution. He is our education contributor. Hello, my dear. Hello. Good to be here. Glad to have you. All right. Let's start. Can we can we start with some good news, my man? Because I, I, I we had to start off with Jesse Jane Duff talking about Biden moving troops over to Eastern Europe, and it really got me got in my craw. What you got for me? I've got some good news, not as much as I did last week, but all right. All right. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. A Penfield Middle School in North Penn School District in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. was seen taping a mask to one of the, the face of one of her young students. This, the district then apologized, but took no further action, which is kind of shocking. And it's similar to an event that occurred in Las Vegas last week when a nine-year-old boy who got up to get a drink of water but didn't take his mask with him, so the teacher taped it on the front of his face in front of all the students. <gasps> Wow. Here too, there was a no. There was an apology made, but no action that I'm aware of that followed. So it's good news and bad news. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, you know that is child abuse. It, it, it's child abuse in the form of of taping a, something to a kid's face. It's child abuse in the form of shaming him in front of uh, of his uh, other fellow students. It's just um, it's despicable what we're doing to children in this country. It is, and that's just one little aspect of it. Uh, and then you got Carol Swain, who's a black co-author of Fox Nation's Miseducation of America, which is a great show. You Anybody that yeah. on this radio sh- broadcast should look up that show, Miseducation of America on Fox Nation. Anyway, she condemned kindergarten... Uh, she condemns the fact that kindergarten kids and first graders are being taught the principles of Black Lives Matter and which is unbelievable. I mean, what's the purpose of it? We're talking about first graders and kindergarten kids. Jeez. Yeah. And, and, and I should point out, for those of you guys who don't know, Carol Swain is African-American. She is. Yeah. 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 So uh, and, which means the left hates her, of course. Right. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. This year, the school choice is aimed at an almost one party affair, says author Ian Kingsbury. Of the 18 states that have pushed school choice, only two have had houses or senates with a majority of Democrats. So 90 percent of the states that have taken action for school choice have been Republican places, not Democrat. In fact, the two Democrat states were in the South. So, 
Yeah. And, you know, it's you know, these are the these are the same people, these Democrats who talk about, you know, education and, you know, about how, you know, um, the we've got to do something about education in the poor communities. Well, here's here's an opportunity for them. And they and they you know, they deny it. In fact, I think we reported years ago that there was this African-American gal in the D.C. area uh, that that, uh, you know, led a program there to provide choice and uh, for uh, kids in the area. And they got rid of it. The 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 Democrats got rid of her program in the D.C. schools. But of course, you know, Obama's kids, they they got to go to fancy private schools. Yeah, it's (laughs) obviously like our governor, his kids go to private school. Right. Yeah. So groups like uh, Moms for Liberty and Parents Defending Education and some others that are opposing CRT and they've done a good job. They just haven't finished winning. That's all. Okay. Regrettable. Yeah. In Michigan University, students who were mistakenly told they had won full-ride scholarships, only to find out later that there was an apology for an error that had been made. But then they got a surprise. They found out that, in fact, they were going to be given, because of the the error, a $5,000 study away award to make up for the mistake for the 58 students who got the false information that they had won this, this prize. So at least they got something. However, I got to tell you, the dean of the school was fired today who who caused this error to occur to begin with. I just read it. Well, but let me ask you this. I mean, if there was an error that occurred, um, so I, I want to make sure I understand. So they were told that they got a full ride scholarship when right. they really didn't get a school ride, full full scholarship. Correct. OK, Correct. so so then they were charged tuition. Well, yeah, they'd be charged tuition. It'd be, be more than what they ended up getting, but they did get a token $5,000 scholarship. I think if you tell some kid they got a full scholarship, you got to own that and you got to pay for it. Regardless, <laughs> take some money away yeah. from uh, from uh, a teacher you got, like Pocahontas, where you're paying $400,000 a year to teach one class. Take the money right. from the, from that person, pay that person a reasonable amount of money, like eighty k, and give the rest to the students for their tuition. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, a federal judge just issued a strongly worded defense of academic freedom on Friday, ordering the University of Florida not to enforce its conflict of interest policy against faculty from participating in lawsuits against the state. This involves the professors who have fought the vote-by-mail practice and the ballot drop boxes championed by Governor DeSantis. They joined others and were arguing against removing mask mandates as well, and DeSantis tried to stop them, but the court intervened and said he can't stop them. They get their freedom of speech and can do what they need to try to defend his policies. So the teacher, I'm confused. So the teachers were, they spoke up on behalf of DeSantis in terms of the mask policies, and they also were vocal against mail-in drop boxes. They were mail-in boxes and and mask policy. They, They were pushing for mask policy and for all of these other things. They were the liberals pushing on the other side against DeSantis' order to get rid of vote boxes and mask mandate. Okay, so they were going against DeSantis, and then the courts ruled in favor of DeSantis or in favor of the teachers? In favor of the teachers. Ah. Freedom of speech. 
Yeah. Well, um, well, I, you know, they could. I, I don't have a problem if a teacher exercises their their freedom of speech. What I have a problem with is if we've got schools that are forcing kids into masks when they've got a governor like DeSantis, who um, who's saying no, you know, you, you can't force kids in masks. Um, so, you know, that's where I stand on that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, the conflict campaign exploring local experiences of a campaign to ban critical race theory. That's that's a big quote for a title. Yeah. It's published by the Institute for Democracy at UCLA. Oh, good. This condemns parents getting upset about what is going on in the kids' school and for manufacturing conflict for partisan ends about how to teach about race and inclusion. <laughs> Just a terrible, ridiculous report coming out of UCLA condemning the parents who are standing up against CRT. Well, yeah, and what's starting to happen as parents have gotten more and more and more vocal, what's happening at all levels, whether it's K through 12 or at the college and university level, is they're just just starting to go around the parents, right? Um, Doing stuff in hiding, telling kids not to tell their parents, um, different states and coming up with different measures that include, um, uh, you know, even legislation in some places. Uh, to where parents are not even allowed, right? Like at the same time where we've got schools going outside the parents um, and denying parents the knowledge. I mean, we've got we've this this one mom. You may be talking about the story in the next segment. This one mom in Florida is going to the school board and going, "I found out that you've been you put my kid on some six page long document of transitioning my thirteen year old without my knowledge." That's going that's going on in the schools. Meanwhile, we've got some states making it illegal for parents to put their children through um, the. Um, there's a term for it that that religious people have um, that has to do with, um, you know, d- turning them away from homosexuality or transgenderism. So that's that's the movement in this country, right? To make it criminal if a parent, um, I, I'm going to have to Google what the term is for it. Um, they're making it illegal for parents to try to dissuade their, their it, it, to have any kind of input or control over their children's lives. You can't, you, as a parent, you're not allowed to, to tell your child that they, that, you know, being homosexual is, is a choice and it's a sinful one. Um, and, but the schools are able to tell their child, you can pick your gender. I agree. And it's it's a shocking thing about what you just said. It happened at a Catholic school. So we'd like to think that the public school has got all those problems with transsexual and LGBT indoctrination. But this was at a Catholic school. The the Florida story? That was at a Catholic school? Yeah, it was a Catholic school. I didn't even know that. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so you um, think you think if you're paying money to, to to put your kid to to a private school as particularly one that's faith based, you think that they're going to be free from all this craziness? That's right. Isn't that crazy? And it it's really not is. right. It is crazy, and 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 it's not right. It doesn't signal. Don't go thinking. Well, that's because the state is forcing this curriculum. No, that's a choice on the part of that Catholic school. Yeah. They started the teacher at age thirteen, and she was born in the wrong body, which led to her self loathing. And they were angered when the school told them nothing about this and they even encouraged her to join a prize singing club on campus of the Catholic school. <laughs> wow. And the school also directed her to sexually explicit websites and taught her how to bind her breast and start the transition to the other sex. Wow. They insisted they call her by a male name, even when the parents asked her to, asked them to stop. The mental health expert helped them, however, to guide their daughter back to reality and even asked the school if they could, couldn't abide by the school's guidelines. They needed to leave the school and be evicted. 
Wow. That <laughs> is fact, the principal of the school called Welfare and Child Services and had them visit the, the parents' home to make sure there was decency going on in that home. No, it's the school. It's the school where Child Protective Services needs to go and and have an intervention to stop these teachers from coming in and mutilating a child's body. So this is without the parents' consent or knowledge. That's absolute insanity going on in our country. Absolute insanity. And it's also a point before we have to take a break and then Bob's going to stay over with us. It also needs to let you know there's too many people that have this false mindset of um, I just need to get out of a blue state and go to the utopia that is red state Florida. There is not one state in this country that is truly red. There is not one state in this country that does not have pockets of tyranny in the form of mandates on us. There's not one state in this country that doesn't have pockets of this kind of far left cultural Marxist insanity that is involved in um, that involves exploiting our children and destroying the lives of our children. You need to wake up America and stop thinking that you're, all your problems are going to be solved because you rent a U-Haul and move to Texas or move to Florida. You got to get active. You got to get engaged. You got to make sure before you put your kid in a school, you know everything that they're going to be taught, right? And then you got to be prepared to you pull your it. kid out of that school and homeschool them. And I and you know parents are like, well, you know, Bob, we hear from them. Well, they don't necessarily have that choice. Well, don't bring a kid into this world. This is part of why we do these segments. You need to be aware. You want responsibility for your child. You don't want your school to be coming and doing crap behind your back. That means you need to be prepared to do your job and accept responsibility and pull your kid out of it, regardless of how much inconvenience. Andrea, how many vacant positions we talked about last week? That's right. In San Diego County, 230 uh, offices in San Diego County have Democrats running un- unopposed, and the majority of them are school boards. For the school boards, yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. So the time for us to be complaining and screaming into our TVs and and screaming on social media about what's going on is behind us. The time is now to get active. We don't even have enough parents willing to take responsibility and go through the inconvenience of pulling their kids out of these schools. Many are. But it's it's not an excuse to say, well, there's nothing I can do. You know, we got to get active. We're going to take a break. We're going to continue this on the other side. And then coming up, we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week and some good news coming out of Pennsylvania in regards to election integrity. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea Kay Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. Politics and current events. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Continue our discussion with Bob Walters. Conversion therapy, that's what it is. It's illegal now to do conversion therapy. Thank you, Daniel Rudolph, for texting me that. Um, All right, Bob Walters, what else you got for us? Oh, yeah, there's more. A federal judge in Virginia heard arguments this week about a change in admission policies for Thomas Jefferson High School in Virginia. That school had admitted admitted an anti-Asian bias. The school, which had been rated by U.S. News as one of the top in the nation, wanted to reduce its significant majority of Asian students, so its its standardized admission tests were eliminated, and they started to factor in appropriate economic status issues, (laughs) a history of whether the kids involved were on free lunches. If they were getting free lunches, they were given a priority to getting into into the school. For, you know, if, if that's if that's how I, I, you know, if that had been in my day, I would have said, you know, yeah, I would have my, my mama would have pretended we were poor enough and needed free lunches if that was going to get me better, you know, in admissions. I mean, this is insane. What is what is getting a free lunch have to do with your qualification, your academic abilities to get into a school? 
Well, it, it just shows that they're just trying to grind down any. They don't want to show a difference between people and kids who have got capability and try harder and succeed better versus those who don't do anything and are not doing very well in school. You're right, <laughs> because what they. Yeah. Award like playing baseball for kids. Well, what they're what they want to do is the problem for for the identity politics and the race card is that we've got a race of people in this country who, who, you know, many of which who came here as immigrants, like after Vietnam fell, for example, who came here with nothing but a dream and actually fulfilled the American dream through hard work and ambition. Right. And that's continued generationally to where we've now gotten in these tiger moms. We've got all these Asian kids with four point eight nine. GPAs coming out of high school, right? And, you know, and, you know, we can't let them, you know, we, we you know, we, the, and the left doesn't want to recognize that. They want to make it seem, they want to continue. It doesn't support the false narrative, right? That, you know, if you're a person of color, you can't make it in America. So they yeah. got to punish the Asian kids who are working hard and, you know, push them down and promote other kids that aren't doing it. It's a, this is a, this is a cultural issue that they don't, a cultural different difference the left doesn't want you to recognize. Yeah, it's really bad. It is, and it's and it's so unfair to these hard hardworking kids. It is. And are Asian. And it, what lesson do they get when they get out in the adult world and in business? <laughs> well, they re- well part of what's going to happen then is um, if they if they get pushed into somehow into a school that accepts them without having to have an SAT, right? Then they run up debt, um, getting some worthless degree that they can't pay off, and then they end up dependent on the government, and you know, and that's perfectly fine for the Democrats. I know. Then you got a cat, and this is in San Diego. Uh oh. Next one. A California Christian preschool director was barred from ever working with children again after she failed to encourage two year olds to wear masks at Foothill (gasps) Christian Church Preschool in San Diego. Wow. Yeah, I'm familiar with Foothill. I'm familiar with Foothill. So because she refused to, you know, abuse two year olds? Yeah. They fired her? Is that what they work? They pulled their license. She can't work anywhere. Wow. In that with kids. That's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. It's criminal what they're doing to her and criminal to put masks on two year olds. I did a story report recently that according to the CDC, according to the CDC, 800 children in two years. This is and this is if you believe the original number of 800 deaths uh, that they are one percent. That would be 800 um, children have died from covid in two years, far under the amount of flu uh, under the age of five, 259 in two years. Children don't get this and they don't give it. And, they, and, and it's it's unbelievable that this is continuing. And so this is what they got to do. Right. They've got to yeah. punish and persecute uh, a good hearted parent uh, teacher because she doesn't want to abuse a child. Well, then you got an Arlington school board down in Virginia mm-hmm. proposes some extreme measures to, quote, help students do better in school, which many parents have risen up against. All deadlines are removed for homework, along with the grading of such work. In addition, <laughs> all grades would be eliminated for the class. No grades given at all, only pass and fail, which parents fear would remove the incentive for students to try harder to achieve and succeed. You think? Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you know, um, it's it's perfect if you're Spicoli. Right. Remember Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Mr. Hand. He ordered the pizza. Right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But even but even Spicoli ended up passing the test. Remember when Mr. Hand came to came to his house because he said, you're not going to graduate without taking my test. Spicoli Spicoli took the test and he passed. Right. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's, 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 well, yeah. Let me tell you this. The United 
Nations has just joined the bandwagon as well. UNESCO released its most radical report to change education throughout the world. It wants curriculum to include globalism, human rights, climate change, sustainability, and common good. No mention is made in the 200-page documents of the importance of academic achievement in any field. It also states that parents should have no say in what the kids are taught, and even states that no country should have the right to be called an independent nation. Wow. Talk about the communist United Nations. Wow. Yeah. Pathetic. Uh, yeah, it is pathetic. I mean, this is this is the this is the track we're on. This is like the Great Reset, right? You know, this is this was what the the COVID was the perfect um, breeding ground for. You know, um, one world government, no, you know, sovereign nations, which is one reason why it's so stupid anybody believing that Biden's sending troops because we care about the border in Ukraine. We don't care about our own border. This is not you know uh, these global elites don't care about borders. They don't care about sovereignty. They don't care about nations. They care about con- uh, you know global control. I agree. I, I don't think if we're close to the end. I'd like to make sure that we do make a statement that We the Kids has got a whole new program starting, and I want to make sure your listeners are aware of it. Okay. All right. They can send it us, and now they can order shirts with patriotic messages on them and other items in, this, in the uh, store that they've set up to help get kids uh, uh, some of the tools they need to be effective in learning about American history and, and showing their pride in the country. And that's, uh, again, wethekids.us. Okay. And I invite everybody to look at their store and see what might be good for your kids to help get them in the right direction. Okay, that's awesome. Now, this is School Choice Week, so let's remind everybody about the School Choice Initiative. Yeah. Uh, there's a big rally this week for School Choice Week in the Santa Ana uh, zoo and be a couple thousand people there. And guess what? They forbid us to come with the initiative because they don't agree with it. They were part of Rick Grinnell's group. And I can't believe it. I mean, it's a, a celebration about we, you know, school choice week for the whole nation. And we here in California with our initiative drive, we're forbidden to be in there. Wow. So we're going to stand outside at the entrance ways. <laughs> okay, good. And do it anyway. All right. When? Tomorrow, 12 noon. Santa Ana Zoo. Santa Ana Zoo. Okay. 12 noon. Gonna be one, that's where we're going to be. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm confused. Uh, Skinzo's over there scratching his head why you guys are not allowed in. I agree. We were shocked when we were told we would not be allowed in. Uh, they, they fear that they might lose their 401k tax exempt status. Uh, as a charity group, which I guess is what they technically are. But I don't think that that's the case at all. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about celebrating school choice in the nation, and yet they won't let the one effort that's putting it in California participate in the event. And this is Rick right. Grinnell? Yep. Wow. Um, I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. Um, Rick Grinnell had an opportunity when we had the recall going. Um, he could have launched a campaign for governor. He didn't. Um, I had hoped for more, but yeah, yeah, I expected that. He's not even running for governor now. Um, he's doing all kinds of stuff to raise his profile and raise and, and raise money, not necessarily do anything to uh, to further the cause of conservatism or stop the damage and stop the bleeding of what's going on in this country. And the fact that he's not allowing, uh, you know, your school choice initiative to participate and the school choice uh, effort going on says everything to me about Rick Grinnell. 
So um, that's disappointing news. Um, tell everybody, though, how they can get the petition, because we've got to wrap up. We're up against a heartbreak. Yeah, one point. California lawmakers introduced a bill today to allow children 12 and up to make have medical decisions made on their own without parental involvement or consent. That's bad and news. That's bill 866. You may want to try to have parents write senators and assemblymen to kill it. Okay. SB 866. Anyway... Thank you for having me, and I uh, hope everybody will get a hold of CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org and help us with the initiative drive. It's a big battle. And it's, and it's all spelled out, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. Yes. All right. Thank you, my dear. Thank you for all you do. You're welcome. All Take right. Care. Thanks, hon. All right. Stay tuned. Coming up, Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. So I'm looking up on the monitor of uh, CNN. Reality check. Calls for election integrity have no integrity. Say what? Let me tell you what happened out of a Pennsylvania court today. A statewide court said that Pennsylvania's expansive two-year-old mail-in voting law is unconstitutional, uh, which is, uh, you know, means that what the the electors for that state were fraudulent. Right. This was this was this was voter fraud. According to the Commonwealth Court filing released Friday today, the court ruled that Act 77, allowing residents to vote by mail in Pennsylvania, violates Article 7, Section 1 of the Pennsylvania Constitution. This was this election was stolen. Right. And that's not just the only way in which Pennsylvania stole this election for Biden. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court actually rewrote election law, law, rewrote election law, allowing for counting of votes far past when the state constitution specifically specified they go the, the the court went on to say a constitutional amendment must be presented to the people and adopted into our fundamental law before legislation allowing no excuse mail-in voting can be placed upon our statute books donald trump was the rightful president of the united states and should have been sworn into office and inaugurated in january got to get to hero of the week and stink of the week so many opportunities this week for hero what a rarity so let me start with stink real quick uh, this, this, and oh, this was a tough one for me. Um, it's certainly um, full of stench that Joe Biden uh, violated the Constitution in many people's eyes when um, he um, um, announced and declared that 94 percent of the American people could not uh, you know, throw their hat in the ring or be nominated for the Supreme Court because he was going to nominate a black woman for it. Uh, gee, you're going to violate the Constitution and naming somebody whose whose job is supposed to uphold the co- Constitution. Um, another stink is um, the, a story that broke today that pregnant Manny Mojis are going to be coming to iPhone soon, which is just uh, how about Min- uh, Minnie Mouse? Uh, going to be wearing a pantsuit now. So much stink coming out. Um, uh, yeah, Joe, I say even Rick Grinnell, as Bob just mentioned, that yeah. that just sours my mouth. Yeah, that's very much a uh, stink. In terms of hero of the week, I already gave you one of my nominees, West Virginia governor. I'm torn between Spotify, who didn't cave under pressure to get rid of Joe Rogan. Standing up for freedom again. Standing up for freedom again. Um, truckers there, and there was a rumor going around that Barry Manilow was like, "Look, you didn't pull, you didn't pull Joe Rogan for my man Neil Young, and and now I'm going to threaten to go off to the Copacabana if you don't if you don't get rid of Joe Rogan." Barry Manilow came out and said he didn't make that threat. 
Um, I think there's a tie between the truckers. The truckers and their Freedom Rally, 50,000 truckers going up through Canada uh, to go up against Justin Trudeau and his mandates up there might edge out my other nominee for Hero of the Week. And it is the widow of Deputy Rivera, who was one of the uh, countless cop uh, who cops who've been slain. We're going to end the show with her thoughts today. Well, well, let me let me take us out. All right, sorry guys, more technical issues. <laughs>